0: Johnson coming to you from the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, with me, Kristen RB Peterson. That's KristenRBPeterson.com or hashtag mm-hmm. Kristen RB Peterson on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, from the wilds of Minnesota, we got Kristen Peterson. How you doing, Kristen?
1: Oh, I I am doing, I was gonna try to figure out a way to emotionally manipulate you, but I can't think of one. So I'm doing yeah, fine. Huh.
0: That's what we were talking about last time is a little bit of emotional (laughs) manipulation last time we were together. Uh, Kristen, um, uh, big update for the listeners. I don't know if you know about this, but I've been going through a lot of citrus juicers lately. Um, no,
1: I did not know and, this. Well,
0: yeah. Um, look, I've talked way too much about it. I'm sure some listeners know will agree, but, um, finally found the perfect hand operated citrus juicer for my, my lemon and lime juicing needs. And, uh, it's been over a month, yeah. not, not headed, nary a seed, no seeds in my, uh, in my uh in my lemon juice so uh
1: okay question what are you drinking this lemon and lime juice just straight up
0: no, I'm using it. Uh, mostly I'm doing a lemonade kind of limeade mm. thing. Every once mm. in a while, I'll make it a Jeff's hard lemonade and throw mm. in a little bit of vodka, maybe a little bit of rum. Every um. once in a while, I'll need some citrus for maybe a hunk of salmon. I'm, uh, I'm cooking up other times. Maybe I need a citrus for just a, a straight up cocktail. Yeah. Um, mm.
1: Uh, but, Is it a uh, handheld citrus juicer. Or? Yeah,
0: cuz I don't need any more yeah. electric things in my in my life. No. And uh, and so first uh, the I mean, oh, I don't want to go through it, but there's been about oh, you don't six. Have to.
1: There's
0: yeah, been about okay. six of them over the last uh, over the last uh, year and finally I found one that that cost too much, but it's going to it's going to be the citrus juicer that gets me through the rest of my life. So I'm I'm feeling really good. Oh,
1: good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad good about for you. That.
0: And you know what i didn't wait for permission to do it it's kind of what i wanted to kind of what i wanted to say <laughs> sasha laughed from the other <laughs> room when she heard that because because i just i found it and i just ordered it um no i want to talk about this um the idea of of waiting for permission because yeah. i think in uh in real child led play based environments one of the things that makes makes those environments different to a more teacher centered environment is there's a lot a lot less waiting for permission going on Mm. if you you need glue you go and get the glue if you need the hot glue gun you go and get the hot glue gun if you uh, if you want to play in the blocks you go play in the blocks if you want to go to the uh, dramatic play area you go to the dramatic play area in in more teacher focused environments there's a there's a lot of waiting going along a lot of waiting for for permission I remember I remember elementary school and learning to wrap my head around the idea that I had to wait for somebody to give me permission to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. um, and every other fucking thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of get your take on that, but also I'll throw this side of it out there too, about on the other end of things, there are a lot of adults out in the world who feel like they need to wait for permission that's not needed from some outside source before they do things in their own lives.
1: Absolutely. One, I think it correlates too with like caregivers and like preschool teachers and early childhood educators, like to make a change in your classroom, you almost feel like you need permission from an expert or permission from somebody that says like, you can make this change and it's okay. Like, permission to get rid of calendar time.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 so we feel and, and look, sometimes I think it's used, it's 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 almost it's an easy out. Um you don't make a change because you don't have permission to do it. And so it's easy not to do it. But when you actually think about and realize oh you don't need permission to right. do that, then, then it puts it puts more pressure on you to actually 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 take action
1: right and i think there's action takers in the world who are like can i swear
0: i can swear on this podcast right fuck yeah fuck yeah
1: (laughs) there's people maybe kind of like you and me who are like like i'm not being i'm not gonna be vanilla here like i'm gonna like break out of all these boxes that society puts people in and do things my own way Without permission, because we can...
0: Well, yeah, and there, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about about this because you you didn't need you went off and started your own program yeah. and uh, didn't have permission to do that, and no. then you 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 moved away from that and went off and became a a trainer and without asking anybody permission to do that, yeah. and uh, I was thinking about a specific incident where where not only did you not ask permission, you you blatantly lied to do something you wanted to do. Um, do you know what I'm thinking about?
1: No. Uh,
0: we've talked about it on the show before. Um, this was at a, another uncon event. Uh, we were renting a pontoon boat to go out and uh, and goof around <clears throat> off the off the shore of. Uh, or in the inland yeah. waterways at, around Clearwater Beach, Florida, and and so I've, I've, I'm getting the getting the you know I've I've ordered the uh, the giant what twenty person pontoon yeah. boat yeah. or whatever it is big ass pontoon boat, and I'm finishing up the paperwork and and uh, handing him my my card to pay for it, and uh, and Kristen decided uh, Kristen decides she needs to drive the pontoon boat. I was and, being the designated driver. Yeah. Yeah. And so Kristen goes off and she's telling this, uh, this boat rental guy that, uh, he's like, you have any experience? And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm from Minnesota land of 10,000 likes. I've driven boats before. We we learned to drive pontoon boats before we learned to walk. And she's going on a, on all this stuff. And I'm half believing her, but also <laughs> tell by the look on her face that it's probably bullshit. And, yes. and so finally he decides that Kristen can indeed drive yes. the pontoon boat. And but 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 <laughs> it's my name signed at the bottom of this of this rental contract. So if the pontoon boat gets wrecked, Jeff is buying the pontoon boat. Yeah. Um
1: and I had no idea how to drive a pontoon on the ocean. <laughs> I could do it on a lake. But like the ocean, there was these weird red and green things you have to follow. And I didn't know what side to be on.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, but we had a good we had a good time. But <laughs> not only didn't you ask for permission, you...
1: <laughs> hey, look, we're still talking about it. When you don't ask for permission, I mean, people, well, you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. Permission.
0: Um, and, and I kinda, I kinda like that. Um, as long as you don't as rent a, things, you
1: don't mess up a $75,000
0: pontoon boat. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but no, I think it's, you know, as long as you're not causing a lot of it, a lot of probably maybe any injury to other people, <laughs> as long as it's not, a, as, you know, yeah. As long as I, I, I like the Liberty of doing that thing and in early learning settings, They were as annoying as fuck, but some of the kids that would just do their own thing without asking or waiting for permission ended up being some of my my favorites.
1: I know, because they're just like little (laughs) asses.
0: Oh, is that what it is?
1: (laughs) They just have a soft spot in our heart.
0: Because we know they're going to be
1: amazing, doing amazing things someday. It's like, those kids are going to probably be the most creative adults and they're going to be the next one to like make an Apple iPhone.
0: Or (laughs) in jail, or they'll be in jail.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Sure. There's got to be some, there's got to be some balance in there, but um, I I mean, I remember Hunter, he's probably four years old at the time we're outside playing and, and I sent him in the he had to go to the bathroom and like, okay, because Tasha's in with the, with the babies and I'm outside with the kids. And I'm like, okay, yeah, run in, go to the bathroom, come back out. That's fine. And, uh, I look and he, he'd left the side yard where we were playing. And instead of going inside, he was peeing on my front steps. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, dude. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't want to go in and Yeah, it's a lot of because it it'd have to go in and open the door and wash my hands and come back out and 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 like yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean his his way of doing it was was better. Not that I want everybody peeing on the front steps, but I mean he, he had a point.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And like he's lucky that he can just do that because lots of girls can't.
0: I mean you could.
1: I mean, you could, but you just have to like show more and like squat. We used to teach children at forest school because they would pee outside, obviously, mm-hmm. in forest school. And I don't know if you know this. I learned this trick from one of the teachers at school. So for girls or even for like boys for pooping, um, you are supposed to uh, grab onto like a low-lying branch of a tree and lean back to don't you know, pee on your feet okay yeah
0: what happens if there aren't any trees around
1: well that's just for if there's trees around oh okay <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you squat that's otherwise like
0: yeah t- well i mean if you have a friend around you could
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's gotta be a really good friend it does mm-hmm. i think i think if anybody wanted to grab a hold of my my leg while they lean back to to pee on the ground i would lower their friend rating scale
1: oh absolutely
0: um, yeah 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 um but i would probably go up on their friend rating scale <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. um uh listeners of the call back to last time Chris and i were together <laughs> um so why is there in so many educational and early learning settings this big i, I mean is it about the adult need to be in control, control. or what is That's, it about all of the yeah. permission based activity
1: Control and order, maybe. Like um, adults feel like maybe everything will get out of control if we let children leave the room without asking permission to go to the bathroom. But it also could be um, a way to know where your students are. Maybe. Like if you got 25 kids and all of a sudden one's gone and you don't know where they are, like they could be walking home. (laughs) <laughs> but they can also be walking home, you know. I mean, kids are smart, so they're gonna be like, I have to go to the bathroom if they want to walk home, and then um they leave school. So like yeah, they well, can still do that.
0: Well, I, I I mean, we had this happen back in the family child care days. We had uh 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 the kindergarten, he's probably in first grade, uh little guy. He he left school, middle of the day. They were outside for recess, yeah. walked off the playground, walked, um a mile and a half to my house
1: oh had to cross my.
0: three a bunch of streets three very busy intersections um and just showed up at the door oh my um, gosh it called his mom she had no idea because the school hadn't even noticed he was gone
1: oh my gosh so
0: yeah um and hey, this
1: happened can i tell oh yeah finish your story and then i no, have go ahead Okay. So when I was doing family childcare for 10 months, it was the hardest 10 months of my life. um, I had a little girl come on the bus after school. She was a kindergartner, maybe first grade at that point in time. And all of a sudden this little girl is with her that I have no idea who she is. And they show up and (laughs) they did not ask for permission. She just wanted her friend to come with her to daycare after school they didn't ask anybody. She just got on the bus (laughs) and showed up at my house with her friend. And I was like, I have no idea. Thank goodness. The little girl knew her mom's phone number. Cause I was like, um, and then of course I had to call my licensor. I was like, I have this, like, I just wanted you to know in case you hear about it, that there's like a child here. I have no idea who they are. I called the mom. She's on her way to get her. But like, that's hilarious. Like they didn't ask for permission. They just did it, but like it can make adults really scared if you don't know where your kids are.
0: Sure. And I, and I get, you can't have kids wandering around the, the building and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I mean, I think we could design buildings better so that we could reduce some of those, those problems. Uh, but you yeah. know, every—I mean, we're all victims of or our. Or you could just—you could just put a space. security
1: camera on every mm-hmm. child, and so then you always know where they are. Or a tracking well, that's where, device.
0: That's, that's where my my classroom drones come in handy. That kid needs to go Absolutely. to the bathroom, and the the drone, the the security drone, just follows them. Um, I think the drone
1: should just actually pick them up and take them.
0: Sure. Yeah. Cause you don't want them tripping and falling down the hallway or something. Um, But, but so look, maybe there's some things we can't do. Maybe we can't let the kindergartners leave the room to go to the bathroom by themselves for, for security reasons. Um, But there are a lot of things we could, could start saying yes to that. We say no to in, in a lot of programs that, that don't involve that kind of kind of security risk um i'm thinking over at the uh, the the playhaven site myplayhaven.com uh somebody mentioned that uh, that in her in our art area they were trying to do some some making it more more child friendly more child led but the the program's policy was that they couldn't just leave scissors out for the kids um so anybody wanted scissors they had to come and ask oh for the scissors <clears throat> and and so that kind of stuff, you know. If if you're three or four years old, you can pretty much handle handle scissors. Yeah. And is it is hey, there a I chance t- somebody's going to cut their hair? Um, sure, Absolutely. but that's part of childhood.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, tell your story. Um. So we had a, a year where scissors use. I don't know. There was like a handful of children that wanted to cut everything, everything, their hair, the classroom rug, like shirts things Mm -hmm. they were just really interested in what it would feel like to cut all the things and so to kind of you know be able to say yes to scissor use and not be like you can't use scissors anymore we decided to like how can we make this fun so we got a kiddie pool and we put it in the classroom and it's still used to this day we call it the cutting pool It's just like an additional thing. But for that year, it was really highly needed because there were so many children who just were really craving that cutting sensation. So we would fill the cutting pool with things that they could cut, all different things, all different textures, thickness, whatever it might be. And they could sit in the cutting pool with the scissors and cut whatever was in the cutting pool. So we made it into a yes space instead of taking all the scissors away.
0: Sure, sure. And- and that makes it job makes the job easier for you because the the mess is mostly contained to that six foot radius of the waiting yeah. pool or whatever it is, and so that yeah. makes cleanup easier. Um, yeah, we never
1: clean it up; we just left it all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they
0: they clean bit, bit smaller, yeah. smaller pieces. Um, yeah, because I mean, the kids they get into cutting; they do that thing where they make confetti, and then yep. you end up with forty pounds of uh, of confetti to streak, sweep, sweep yeah. up at the end of the day, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, creating environments where y- kids need permission for fewer things. Mm. Um, because because when you get to ask permission for every damn thing you want to do in your life, you you start to want to rebel. Yeah, um, and my experience is the the more freedom kids have, in their learning environments, not to ask for permission, they can just do the stuff. The re- less rebellious they get, and the 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 fewer behavior problems that we would have. Because um, when you when you feel like you're being repressed with the the permission focused environment, um, you do want to push back against it. Yeah, it seems, it to, almost seems to be a, a human instinct. And now, now that's not every kid. Some kids like the the comfort of conformity, but a lot of kids don't.
1: Yeah, I, mm-hmm, I didn't. I can't
0: Actually, imagine. I take that
1: back. I take that back. I was probably very conforming as a child, very please people pleasing. I think I finally just kind of came into my own, like rebellious, renegade nature. Um, I don't know, fifteen years ago, maybe.
0: Was there a, was there a moment?
1: I have no idea. I'm just trying to think about like how I used to be and how I am now. Maybe after high school. It was probably after high school when I went to college and like, you know, just like discovered more of who Kristen is.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The the complicated, uh, multifaceted diamond yeah. that is Kristen. Yeah. I, I remember elementary school um must have been second grade we had i don't remember what it was but we had they were trying to do something different with the curriculum i guess and for like for like uh, what do they call it language arts or whatever it was called they had these these boxes of worksheets And so instead of teacher doing a lot of lecturing and then handing out worksheets, there are these boxes and you could just, you had to work through them in order, but you could just go through them at your, at your own pace. Yeah. And, um, I kind of like that because then there was, there wasn't a lot of sitting around listening to blather. You just got to do your thing. Yeah. And so. I would I would race through them and I apparently I was very good at doing worksheets because you you'd, <laughs> you'd do them and then you'd you'd have them have them scored and then you can go on the next one and 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 so you didn't have to you didn't have permission you have to wait for permission to move on to the next thing um until I got me and like three other kids we got so far ahead that we had to stop and wait
1: oh my gosh
0: uh, because <laughs> Because they, we couldn't go because that couldn't be the, the, couldn't do the next. Because yeah,
1: uh, yeah, evidently you can't learn anything or practice anything without an adult telling you how to do it. because that would
0: involve getting another box out or something. I don't know. And so then I think, I don't know what we did. Probably lost motivation
1: completely to do it. Yeah,
0: probably, probably. Um, so that was a little bit more freedom than I'd ever had before, but it only lasted for a couple weeks because we, <laughs> we hit the, we hit the wall and couldn't go, couldn't go any further. Um, and then I remember, I remember in college had this, it was a science class and I, this is teacher education classes and, and this, this, it, look, this dude, sweet, kind, wonderful man away from the classroom. Mm -hmm. Also very knowledgeable about about his topic, just not a good teacher, I don't think. Um, And we're talking about something Mm science-y. And I asked the question, I don't remember what, but his response was, oh, we can't talk about that. You're not ready for that. And I'm like, well, I was able to formulate the question and he's like no that's not on the curriculum so i didn't i didn't i didn't get an, didn't get an answer Mm -hmm. just 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 moved on um so i and i think that happens in a lot of early learning settings as well too kids will ask permission yeah and and they're told no that's not for you
1: Mm -hmm. And then I think it's like a, just a, it's a motivation killer. Like there's no motivation there. If somebody that you trust and respect and maybe not respect, but somebody that you trust um, is telling you that's not for you. Like, then you're like, oh, okay. You believe it.
0: Or or you don't (laughs) and you're just walk around pissed off at them.
1: Yeah. Mm. If somebody so, tells me something's not for me, then it makes me be like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> you can't tell me. I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna tell you that that's for me, <laughs> even if I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I I don't really. I you're you're right. I really wasn't interested in this thing, but because uh, you said, no that to me, "I'm gonna," <laughs> I'm gonna have to force myself to be. Um. So. On, on the on the side of adults doing this to themselves, I think, I think when it comes to self care things and accomplishing things in your own life, uh, somebody reached out recently about wondering about uh, about how to know when you're ready for your next career step, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think I think people use this permission thing as I mean, it gets in the way, whether it's uh, whether it's used as an excuse, and I think that's usually subconscious. Mm -hmm. um i can't do that because nobody's told me i could do that and then we subconsciously just kind of think that way and so we build these roadblocks into our life or 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 we think actually that we do need somebody else's permission to do something in our own lives and and then we just kind of wait around for that permission and then it never never
1: comes and it seems like a waste of time
0: we find our we we find ourselves feeling feeling kind of kind of stuck. Um when you
1: and some people maybe are content being stuck, but then there's a lot of people who aren't.
0: Sure, sure. Um and, and and my my experience is there's a lot of discontented people in the early learning profession. Um and and part of it is because they they feel that they're in this place where where they're not exactly where they think they should be or where they want to be. And, and I think this, this permission based environment that they've, and, and many of them, look, if, if, you have to wait permission to go to the bathroom um, in 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 first grade and kindergarten. And when you get a little bit older, you got to wait till wait till you have permission to learn how to multiply or divide. And mm-hmm. then you have to wait for permission for something else when you're a little bit older. If you spend your whole educational experience waiting for somebody's permission before you do the next thing, then when you get into adulthood, it's really hard to kind of be proactive about those things when you're yeah. used to being locked into needing permission for, for your activities.
1: Mm. And so
0: we, it kind of, it's kind of, uh it's, it's kind of a trap we set for ourselves by, by being in those environments in our early years.
1: Absolutely. And I also think that <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are maybe in public schools or in Head Start programs or um work for a bigger childcare corporation, that there's a lot of like, upper people, admin, principals, school boards that are, that they have to feel like they need permission to make any changes within their space. And well, I'm trying, so like I worked in a traditional program and when I was told, "You, <laughs> oh my God, I have a funny story. So um, I wanted to bring in baby chicks to this traditional program that I was teaching in. And um, so I was like, I'll order the eggs. I'll pay for them myself. I'm talking to the director. And um, she's like, okay, what are you going to, what's your plan with the chickens once they get bigger? And I was like, this is the most stupid question. So I go, I'm just going to let them run around the classroom. Like dead serious. I said it like that. she, (laughs) she was like oh that that is not okay that's probably very not healthy for the environment like she thought I was gonna let these chickens run around the classroom when they got bigger and I was just like this is so and that was kind of one of the moments where I was like this is dumb I I don't I don't need this anymore. I'm just going to try to, to figure out how to be
0: fair to own. her, if you told me you were just going to let the chickens run around the classroom, I would believe that's what you had in mind.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: I don't know. Lived experience tells <laughs> me that that might be a Kristen thing. I don't, uh, I don't know.
1: Do you want to know that ba- having baby chicks in the classroom is one of the best um, counting, like a like a basically got like a, like a invitation to count for children because I realized that it's really hard for children to count things that are moving. So they stick at it a lot longer because they like can't figure out how many total chickens there are because they're all moving around the whole time. And so they count a lot. It's a really great counting activity.
0: There's 12,000 chickens in that <laughs> little
1: Kristen there's 50 chickens in here (laughs) let's count again Kristen (laughs) we got 72 this time
0: oh oh there's three (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you grew out of your seeking permission phase from being little and went off and started programs and are doing things and do you would it be easier to need permission for those things?
1: Absolutely not. My creativity would be stifled. Okay. I, yeah. If I had to have permission to do things, like, I can't wait. Like, if I have an idea, like, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, if somebody was there where I had to run things by, that's probably why I'm not married anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> because I felt like in a marriage, I had to ask permission to do certain things, you know, like, and not like my husband was like, you know, I'm in charge, you need permission. It was like a partnership. So, like, you know, if you're going to spend money on something or like decide you're going to make a career change, you kind of got to run it by somebody first. I don't have to do that anymore. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I I am married to an angel, so yeah. that hasn't been much of a. I mean, I I mean, I quit my job on the spur of the moment. I quit my director job after well, she sixteen followed. years. Um. But I did it without a, a word to her about it, and yeah. and that was a that was a that was a intense twenty minutes of our marriage. Mm.
1: And she quit the she, next
0: day. I know. I was
1: gonna say, didn't she quit the next day?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. but she but see, it's even worse because she'd been wanting to quit for for three oh, years.
1: And and, and I, she was and waiting I'd for I'd permission talking, from you.
0: And I'd been talking her out of it. And then I just went and did it. So <gasps> yeah. yeah
1: um, that would that kind of,
0: be Yeah, that kind of falls into like this salt category. On the wound. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, she's an angel and I don't deserve her. So uh um uh there's that so that's that's probably the only reason i'm still married
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness
0: yeah that she's she's got a high high tolerance for me not asking for permission um so i don't
1: don't ever plan to get married again i'm not gonna get married can you please tell me that if i decide to get married that i said i wasn't
0: sure i'll try to i'll try to make Uh, it you can give me
1: permission not to
0: yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah and I mean look that that's probably good for the rest of humanity too because uh um I mean it'll just say any any person that would have the the audacity to to decide to want to marry you would probably be doing themselves <laughs> harm so you're probably you're probably saving oh. saving that person from some some pain and suffering too huh
1: Probably that's so sad <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, so did did we make any points that are worth reviewing I don't in know. this episode or just should we just babble about things um
1: we talked about control we talked mm-hmm. about um border. we talked about safety we talked about saying yes how to find you know ways to say yes we gave an example and we talked about not getting married if you aren't a rule follower
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I think my big takeaway is that, you know, permission, you need it for some things from authority figures, but a lot of times if, if, uh, I mean, it's nice to walk around without somebody else's boot on your neck and be able to make your, make your own choices and not ask for permission to do.
1: Absolutely. And if you, if you're listening and you need permission to do something, no matter what it is, just let Jeff or I know we'll give you permission
0: yeah yeah unless it's sure. killing like,
1: somebody we're not gonna give you I mean, permission to kill somebody unless- yeah i'm gonna
0: i'm I, i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna throw a blanket permission slip out there but <laughs> remember 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 in high school i have to get permission slips to do shit
1: yes yes they still do that because i'll go like, call uh, and be like i need to take my child out of school at one o'clock they'll be like okay i'll send a permission slip down
0: oh my gosh um oh uh, shout out to, to Fritz one of my one of my high school English teachers he was the uh, the head of the uh, the school paper and um, and and he would he would give me permission slips to get out of study hall and everything and go out go hang out in the uh, in the newspaper classroom and and pretend to work on things so I didn't have to be bogged down by boring study halls and and uh, he just um- just signed those fuckers.
1: Can I tell you about an amazing teacher that everybody loved? Because I think everybody loves the teachers that don't follow the rules, you know, that are like, fuck it, I'm not going to do this. So we had this, um, um, he was like a theater drama teacher, his name was Fod. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was English. I'm not sure. But his classroom was not in the school. It was outside because we like grew, the school grew too fast and they had to like add little pods outside the school. So it was like in this outside classroom. And so Fod, everybody loved him because he he didn't follow the rules and kind of just like we learned things because we were like, he made it interesting. Like he was a great teacher. And I remember one time, We were watching this movie. We must, he must not have permission to let us watch this movie or permission from the parents. I think it was Silence of the Lambs. It was rated R, R plus. I have no idea. Anyway, it was not a movie you should be showing high school students probably at school. And I remember an administrator walked in while we were watching this movie and all of a sudden, it clicks off the tv is black none of us know what is going on and he just is pre- like he's st- st- gets to the front of the class and pretends he's teaching us something <laughs> i will never forget that moment i was like yeah he's a badass like this is amazing
0: <laughs> i don't like him um <laughs> Showing movies in class. Uh, uh, oh my god. Uh, um. Um. So hey, you know Lacer- he probably
1: actually thought the curriculum was a waste of time. It was like, this is a waste yeah. of time. I'm gonna do something different.
0: Yeah. So probably. kudos to him. Yeah. Um, listeners, this is also probably a temperamental thing too, a temperament thing too, because a lot of people they like that structure and order. Um yeah. and so fine look, if if the whole if if you're very permission oriented and stuff, that's a that's a way to be in the world too. And yeah. if you listen this far into the episode, um thanks for probably getting a little bit uncomfortable because yeah. uh because apparently we're rebellious assholes or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, this, this year has been the Child Care Bar and podcast. The world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that gives you permission to do, do whatever you need to do as long as it's not causing any damage to anybody else. Have go. a great day. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.